Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, it might be a difficult thing to imagine now, but up to 50 years ago, there was a cattle mart in the centre of Dublin. The Dublin Metropolitan Cattle Mart has been there since the, uh, since the 17th century. Dr Mary Muldowney is historian in residence for Dublin City Council, is giving a talk on the mart tonight at 6.30 in the Central Library in Dublin. Mary, good afternoon to you. Hi, how are you? Uh, you, you don't mm-hmm. look it, but you, uh, when I understand when you were a child, you've memories of this. I do. (laughs) Um, My father used to drive us up to the zoo and we would drive along North Circular Road and I developed quite a phobia about the cattle because they had priority on the street if it was market day. Yeah. And I just remember sitting in the back of the car and seeing these enormous looming bums (laughs) up at the window and being terrified. (laughs) Well, such as it is still in many parts of the country really, especially if you're trying to get anywhere in a hurry. Uh, There's a Mm. looming bum then getting get, get in the way of that. So the, it, it was built in the, in, in the 17th century. Well, no, uh, what, no. The one that was built, or at least was existing then, was down in Smithfield. Right. And it was as a result of the Smithfield one being literally a shambles, uh, the corporation was eventually persuaded to do open a new one and they bought what was then a greenfield site. Right, OK. And at this point, and you say a greenfield site, literally. that shows you how small Dublin was then. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was on the outside outskirts of the city. So actually the city has grown around the cattle market rather than it being part of the direct development. Yeah. Um, I mean, when cattle were brought to the march years ago, they had to have somewhere to be kept generally just overnight, but it might have been for a few days. Mm. So Cabra is hard to imagine, but Cabra was once all green fields, or maybe not so green, but perhaps yeah. the cows have been there. Yeah. But, <laughs> the thing was that, you know, it, it was intended to be um, a brand new structure and the the pens and everything else were set up right? Uh, where the Dromalee estate now exists. Yeah, and but from the size of it, it was it looked absolutely massive. It was enormous. To be honest, I'm not sure of the exact acreage, but um, it was owned by the Jemison family who ran the distilleries. So, yeah. uh, they sold off the land to the corporation who developed the... Uh, the market and um, kind of took off from there because it was very well placed. Yeah. And do you have any sense of how many, how much cattle would go through that? Oh, well, at its peak, say the early decades of the 20th century, we're talking around quarter of a million. Crikey. And well, maybe not at one time. But yeah, you know, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah. But it was one of the big, biggest cattle markets in Europe. Yeah. You know. And, just here. and the cattle that were sold there then, where would they be heading to? Largely to Britain. Um, it was the mainly live trade, but there was an abattoir connected with it as well. Right. And, you know, live trade was the majority of what came through. So they were marched from the cattle market once they were sold uh, through various, you know, whether Fibsborough as it fits the road as it is now or down through uh, by the quays to the docks but either way the destination was the port so they could be shipped to Britain. Right, okay. The vast majority of them, Mm. yeah, that kind of uh, makes sense. So I assume then as Dublin grew it it became more and more difficult 
to get these cattle in and out to uh, to the mart? Not so much because there was a good tradition of them no. being literally walked in. I mean, a bit hard on the animals, but um, it's where it was situated has good transport infrastructure because there was the North Circular Road. There was the road going up to Meath, which was fairly crucial, which mm. Blackhorse Avenue and around there. And then Prussia Street went down towards Smithfield or further down to the Keys. Yeah. Uh, so one way or another, you know, really... I've heard from a lot of people who remember in their old childhoods, as old as mine, uh, that, um, you know, we're talking about the 50s and 60s when they can remember seeing the cattle going through. But how far would the poor creatures have to walk? Well, they could have walked from another county, though that was less likely later on as things went because uh, train transport was used to bring them into Cabra stations. Right, Okay, that wouldn't be so bad. Yeah. 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 Uh, My Mm. Somebody's texting to say my grandfather used to walk his cattle in there from Selbridge. I'm not surprised. Yeah, animal welfare. Cattle be skinning. No, it wasn't. No, and the cattle be skinning bone by the time yeah. it, got, it got into the in, into the marsh. Mm. Yeah, and so eventually it, it closed. Did it close kind of incrementally or it just got in one slow. Sense? The business was declining for lots of reasons. Um, the EU might have had, uh, you know, a role in that because, of course, they were bringing in quite strict regulations. But mainly it was the development of the mart movement outside Dublin so yes. that uh, marts rather than the market were developing locally. Yeah. So farmers didn't have to bring their cattle. But they also had sheep and pigs coming through as well. It wasn't just cows. Oh, the stink as well. Uh, I, I can't s- imagine what it was, what it was like. like. But, uh, but, but say prior to the development of the mart movement around the country... How many marts were, or was there only one, just that one in Dublin? Well, there was just that one in Dublin by that stage. But, you know, it seems to have been quite irregularly (laughs) irregulated in that um, a lot of, say, private butchers or that would have... Uh, slaughter facilities, not necessarily an abattoir, yeah. uh, behind their shops. And, you know, there was a certain element of that going on. Um, one of my interviewees that I spoke to for the projects that I'm doing um, was really deeply sceptical of the role of Dublin. <laughs> Dublin citizens as well, in terms of meat safety, as well as the animals and all the rest of it. Right, OK. So, so yeah, there wouldn't be a, a big abattoir for it would be just butchers that come down and buy, well, a, buy a few animals. Well, there wasn't and... a great need for an abattoir at the uh, cattle market. It was put in, really, as a kind of... Uh, Charles Cameron, who was the medical health officer at the turn of the... 1920th century mm. he had decided well there was necessity necessity to have something but uh, probably controlled the size of it but it also interestingly had um, capacity to do kosher slaughter so that uh, Jewish Shoshets, I think it's Shoshet. I'm not sure if I'm, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing that properly, but they, you know, the specialist mm. uh, slaughterers would be able to go in there and the meat that came out was kosher. 
That's so interesting. And again, but again, that was for the that was for the British market, one assumes. Uh, well, probably. I mean, there would have only been a tiny Jewish community here yeah, by that yeah. stage. But it's something, you know, it's it's on the list of things to explore further. Yes. Uh, Mary, thanks a million for coming in. Could to I us just today. give yes. a plug to the rest of the History Festival? Sure, because yeah. it's rather amazing to have 130 plus free events uh, over the next two and a half weeks. So people should Google the Dublin History yeah. Festival and they'll get all the programme. OK, Mary, thanks a million for uh, coming in to us today. Uh, that was Dr. Mary Muldowney, who's talking tonight at the Central uh, Library in Dublin. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.